But like, I feel like everybody tunes in to hear what Joe's going to say. And like, <laughs> and then when I talk too much, people are going to be like, screw that guy. You ruined a week of STC. STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Here we go. This is happening. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bill from STC Pod. Am I here by myself? Maybe. Did I fire somebody? I don't know. I can do a show by myself, right? I can just talk. Free form, right straight from the brain, whatever comes to my mind about what's been happening. Don't need other people, you know, hurting my feelings and, you know, taking me down a notch, knocking me down. I don't need negativity, do I? I can do this. Can I? What? Oh. I can't stay quiet any longer. Oh, who's this? Who is this? Sometimes I wonder who I am. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder who you think I am. What am I to you? Well, the other half of uh, STC pods start to continue podcast. I don't know if anyone made it to the end of uh, our last episode, but uh, probably not. There was something that happened there. Let me tell you. And I don't know if you wanted to say anything, you know, if you had any thoughts or. Or what are we talking about? Regrets. <clears throat> I apologize to you uh, in private. And I think that's good enough. <laughs> no, no, people need to know what happened. What was going through your head? I was, I was just done. I had, it was it. it was, uh, you were going on about, um, what was it? You were given some tips and you're given one tip, which was good. We were talking about the headroom and, uh, and then you started going on about another one. No, it's all in, it's all the same. So it's all part like, of room framing. Well, it, it was enough. So you thought, uh, Joe's done. I'm going to let it known. And I'm ending this cause this is, this is, well, this is a guy who uh, who spouts about respect all the time. Respect, respect, respect. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, let's get that. Let's clear the air because we got a big show today. Big show. Why? Right, what's special about today? Well, we're getting rid of we're getting rid of Tiffany. So, getting rid of that red haired vixen. Yep. Yeah, she's a siren, all right. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Yeah, today. Uh, made a little trip to the to the double V. Yep. Met my uh, my nemesis there. Does he look it? Does he look like you at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe he could be like your doppelganger. No, but how can he spend every day there? I don't know. But that's can you strike up a conversation with this guy? Uh, he, he, at least do what I say. Follow him when he leaves and see where he goes. 
he kind of gives me a dirty look and he just goes about his business. Uh, I don't know. At least he's not picking, although he did have some Ninja Turtle stuff in his basket this time. So that's something I might've grabbed if it was worthy, but uh, he's wild. It's wild. I was there uh, earlier in the week and uh, during my trip there, during my duration in the store, he was there left and came back all in the time and space. I was there for one trip. What's what's the deal? What's he doing? How's that even possible? How can you get enough margins to make a living or a business out of that store? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me, Joe. Do you understand? No, I don't. <clears throat> I was going to ask you, though. what? Uh, where did you go today with that tweet? You said you put out, you found all those Transformers. That was local comic book store. Oh. Did They're you reply to my the... question? Yeah, I said, look in the picture. The prices are all I there. I couldn't tell. Look in the picture. Mr. IT wizard. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, they're on my phone. We'll be able to expand them up when uh, I get together with you, and you can see all the prices. But uh, more importantly, our big our big guest has just dropped in. I see uh, Ronnie Limo Driver has just waltzed him down the hall. He's sitting on the couch. Miles, is that you from Flock of Nerds? Oh, it is me. Miles from Fleckner's. How you guys doing? <laughs> Excellent, Good, brother. Yeah. How you doing? Good. It's such an honor to be on like one of the best yeah. podcasts in the world. This is a huge <laughs> deal for me. Oh, the honor is all ours. I was uh I wasn't even anxious when Bill told me who was going to be coming on to the show. I was anxious enough for the both of us, sir. I <laughs> I was like, oh my god, STC. <laughs> but now I'm here. No, 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 no. No, let me tell you, uh, with all of the new podcasts showing up in our community, uh, we knew we're not going to beat them, so we might as well uh, have them on our show, so that way we can steal some of the heat. And uh, you've recently started a new podcast called Flock Talk, which is the darling of the podcasting community. Everyone loves that. Yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me, but... <laughs> oh, it's a great show. Uh, yeah, Catherine and uh, Chris do the podcast with me, Flock Talk, um, and it's been getting uh, people. People have been enjoying it. Um, we just do it monthly, and it's kind of just focused on video games right now. So we're still kind of finding our voice. You know, we we don't have like 120 episodes, is it <laughs> something like that under our belt? So this is the big 121 for us. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you have a direction though of where or an idea of where you want to possibly take it, or you just want to see where it where the flow takes you after a certain um, amount of episodes? Man, we're just enjoying the thrill ride <clears throat> that is the cartridge club and and all of this, the podcasting. So yeah, know, the, we'll see where yeah, the, the CC community's really, really been a great place. I'm enjoying my time there and it's really expanded a lot. Uh, P1, P2, and Dean, and everyone else who's uh, contributing has been has done a great job in helping it to evolve. So, what kind of show is uh, is Flock Talk? Are you one of these uh, organized uh, players that have the outlines and uh, the research and all that? Sounds like it. Sounds like you guys got it together. Um, I do like a really kind of like we talk about what we want our topic to be. We have a month to plan, right? <laughs> And so we just send each other emails and we pick something and then each of us picks one thing that they want to talk about before 
uh, we talk about the main topic and then that's pretty much it. And we just kind of like roll with it. That's the way <laughs> I have no idea if Joe's thought of even a single thing, any of these episodes, but, no talk, but you guys have like this, like perfect rapport. Like you have this like odd couple routine that you do every episode. <laughs> so you just fall into formula and it's perfect every time. Mm. All right. Well, tell me about your, your co-host, your co-host. Where did you, uh, where do they come from? Tell me the backstory. I want to know everything. Oh, okay. Um, yes. And I met uh, playing poker um, at a bar. <laughs> I like kind of ran poker events. I was like one of the uh, um, tournament directors. So we, it would just be like for fun at a bar. Um, playing for like bar bucks and she went with her work friends after work one night and we started talking she had a comic book so i was like hey whose comic book is this that's how we kind of <laughs> met we hit it off we've been together for 10 years um and chris i met in university we both took intro to philosophy together and we would talk a lot and have that kind of back and forth that's why we uh it, we flow so well when we're talking because we did a lot of uh, we played magic together magic the gathering you guys familiar with that well yeah i wanted to get into that with you because you know a lot of us know you as flock and nerds but you also have this other side of you where you're this this god of the magic community this towering figure this figurehead of magic no not so much uh <laughs> i uh, I had a few, like my first channel was called Milo the Gathering and it was like a, a match the gathering themed YouTube channel. And we would, uh, it's, it's hard to get into because it's a very specific type of magic that we would play. And uh, we did like tournaments and we had like a top down camera so we could do gameplay footage. And that seemed to do well. We like, we were very much in a, like a niche area of YouTube so um, a lot of people who searched for something like that, we were like the only thing that would pop up. So that's how we uh, kind of carved out our little area there. But I stopped playing Magic and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to be able to work on a YouTube channel with Catherine um, who didn't really play Magic. So we found this. We love playing co-op games and video games together. Like there's... In, in my opinion, there's nobody better to play video games with than your significant other. And uh, both Catherine and I love kind of the same type of video games. So super compatible and it worked out and we got to record videos together. Do you still have uh, like a majority of your magic, I guess, cards and, and material or have you gotten rid of all that stuff? No, I kept, I keep some of it. Um, I, I pared down when I quit. Mm. Because uh, there's like a whole bunch of like like garbage. That sorry, do you have like an eye infection? What's going on there? Oh, no, I was just grabbing <laughs> an eyelash. That's all. <laughs> Don't get distracted by uh, Joe on screen. I, it's tough. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I sold most of my stuff, but I kept like anything that I believe will retain value if I ever choose to come back. Do you have something that's like what would be like your most expensive item? 
Um, do you want to, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. But. No, I, I don't mind. I, Joe Price actually is my most expensive item. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's, <laughs> I have like a cube. It's hard to explain. It's like a collection of cards. And the last time I checked, I valued that at about like 10 grand. Um, wow. and then I have one card that's 2000. I guess the, like that's the interesting thing to people who don't play magic. Like <laughs> talk dollar figures, baby. That's what I want to hear. Money. Do you see that that like that community sustaining and that kind of value increasing or or where can that go? Yeah, it's really it's it's really a crazy thing. Actually, it's funny. Do you, are you too familiar with Martin Shrikelli? Oh yeah, me and Marty go back. Like I was the, playing, the uh, but uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, do you, do you, no, he's uh, okay. He has nothing to do with magic, really. But he's like this guy who bought, who's into pharmaceuticals, and he bought um, a uh, a drug that people use who have AIDS, and he like marked it way up, and then he became famous for being like the worst person in the world. Oh right, yeah, I heard him. Yeah, you heard him. So he was thinking about getting into magic because <laughs> the market was so volatile that he wanted to come in and raise all the prices like crazy. So it kind of says something about this game where uh, the, that guy is, is, it piqued his interest. The, the prices are all over the place. And I think that with video games, the market is more stable and I'm having more fun buying and selling video games than I would magic because magic, like one day you could have a card that's worth 10 bucks. A week later, that card could be worth two bucks. The day, the day after that, 10 cents and then $50 the next day. Like the market changes so much because the meta game changes so much, um, so it's harder to keep track of those things. Hmm. But with yeah. like video games, like I mean Mario Kart Wii, that's going to be twenty bucks all day forever, right? Like I can't see that changing anytime soon. Speaking of games, what are you playing right now? Oh man, I'm playing the best game ever made right now. Let me tell you, it is called Yakuza Zero, and it is amazing. Have you guys played a Yakuza game? No. No. Nope. What system are you playing it on? PS4. PS4. Yeah, it's the only system to play on. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, sure. Bill, what do you think of the PS4? <laughs> it's got crappy controllers. That's all I can tell. Oh, man. Once you once you play it for like a day, you're going to forget that PS3 controller or whatever you were playing before. Uh, he's an Xbox guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah, but the uh, Yakuza Zero is great. It's the first Yakuza game I played. Uh, you know Will from like Will and Pam. Yep. Uh, he recommended it to me, and I gave it a try. And it's great because they kind of started at the beginning as like a relaunch, so you mm. don't need to know anything from the previous Yakuza games. And it's kind of like it's hard to explain, like GTA meets River City Ransom. So there's no driving, but the combat is really satisfying as you beat money out of people, uh, <laughs> which is like a mechanic that I love. I wish it was in more games where you beat money out of people. Well, that's what Joe does to me most of the week when we're at work. So, <laughs> well, I, You know, everyone's always said good things about the Yakuza series, so it doesn't surprise me that you're enjoying the latest one. Oh man, I highly recommend it. It's really long though, and there's like 30 minute cutscenes in it, which are which is ridiculous. Get out of town. A 30 minute cutscene? No, no, no. Sorry, 30 minute minute cutscenes. 
So oh. <laughs> there's two different characters, and sometimes it'll just like cut into a 30 minute cutscene. I'm interested enough in the story. Luckily, you could skip it if you want, but you kind of wouldn't know what you're doing or why you're doing it if you did skip the cutscene. So it is pretty integral to the story. Hmm. Well, um, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I still uh, like it. I was going to say, I didn't know if Joe was gone or not. He was frozen in a pensive uh, state for most of that Yakuza talk. <laughs> what was going I on? I, I, it's, it's a good game. It's a good game. Well, one day, if I get a, a next gen system in about, I think we're down to five and a half years from now, I'll, I'll check it out. Russia? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so unfortunately, I I, uh, I keep up with your Flock of Nerds channel, although I don't watch many of the gameplay kind of videos because uh, if it's a game I haven't played, I don't want to, uh, you know, lose any of the surprise of when I finally do get to play it. So you do have a lot of gameplay video stuff like that and uh, pickup videos. Is there anything else you want to expand the channel out to include? Um. <clears throat> That's a good question. I mean, we're always kind of changing and trying new things. Uh, the gameplay is kind of just what we enjoy doing. Like, I like filming, like, I like recording the gameplay and I like editing it. Because um, we we heavily edit our gameplay videos so that it's like, I know you're like, both of you guys are like TV film guys. And it, like, YouTube is a different medium completely. And we do a lot of jump cuts, which is something that you would never, ever think of doing in like a film or a TV show, right? Um, but I just feel like it really works in a 10-minute or a five-minute YouTube video. So, um, and and I like the way it flows with jump cuts. Um, and then that's kind of what we're into right now. Uh, haven't We haven't done much. We, we, we started a Vidme channel, and I just started to do, we, we, we just started doing... Um, like a multi-cart gameplay. So we're kind of just like playing homebrews and stuff on Vidme mm -hmm. right now. What the hell is Vidme? Why do I keep hearing about it? Is that something we need to look into? It's like an alternative to YouTube. Um, generally, you get a lot more views on Vidme because of the way they promote people. Like they just put anybody on the front page. Um, like when you put a new video, and you get like upvotes. It works kind of like Reddit, but for videos. Oh, where if you talk about yourself for one second, you get banned instantly. That kind of thing. Oh, I see that you kind of Reddit history with Reddit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or you try to tip people off to something cool you've seen and you get banned immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a, good. Like that. <laughs> no, uh, it, you can definitely promote yourself on it. It's like Reddit, but they allow you to promote yourself. Hmm, cool. Yeah, I do like uh, the the playthrough stuff I've seen you guys do when it's a video, a game I've I already know or I know that you know the plot is irrelevant. Um, Magical Chase, did you do that? Yeah, we did Magical Chase. Yeah, that I, was a good time. Yeah, I really like that game. I bought the Repo uh, Turbo Graphics card, which. Yeah is kind of weird. Like I didn't even know that they could make those, but I saw it on Facebook and I contacted the guy and he sent me a magical chase and a bunk three. 
Bunk 3 is one of those games that I never wanted to pay for, but I always wanted to play, so happy about that. What do you guys think about repo carts and all that stuff? I, th I think they're a good idea more so for the really expensive games, like, <clears throat> you know, anything that's probably in the, in the top five rated, uh, you know, like... Uh, Little Samson? Little Samson and crap like that for the NES or whatever else for the other systems. You know, that you don't want to pay anything over, like, <clears throat> 500 bucks or even, you know, 300 plus or whatever, right? Um, but, I mean, like, you're a, you're a really... Um, you're a collector, right? Uh, right. I, I've I've gleamed that over a series of the STC podcasts that I've heard that you like to collect things, Joe. And yeah, so, I, does that does that you know? Well, I don't have any repro games. Okay, so uh, you would never yourself buy them, but you have nothing against them. No, uh, like my Transformers. I, obviously, I do have reissues because they've re reissued figures. You know over the past 30 years. Um, Would you buy a fake transformer of the, sorry, I don't mean to turn this into transformers and beer, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear it's a good show. It's about time. <laughs> the tables got turned. Uh, I do have, I do have knockoffs of certain figures. Um, and a lot of times in that case, it's just because the knockoff uh, is either so distinct from the original that it makes it just fantastic to have, or the knockoffs have actually been produced better than the originals. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And that, um, that's probably the same with a lot of the repro cards too, right? Like they can create it with like a new save battery or something, yeah. which would make it strictly better than the original. Yeah. I don't have anything against them to, I guess, finally answer your question. Uh, I wouldn't buy them for anything that's, within reason, but for the extremely high price games, I think that's the only way I would get them. Like I'm not going to drop, you know, a thousand plus on a video game when I know it's not going to probably retain that value. Yeah. Oh, you guys think the bubble's going to burst? <clears throat> or you just don't want to take the chance? Well, I think everything's cyclical. So at some point it's got to go back down and maybe go back up. But <clears throat> that even goes like with the older game systems, you see people that are into Atari or, you know, on television or anything really first gen. And that crowd is just thinning out and the desire for those games are, it's, it's not what it used to be. Right. So I can only think the same is going to happen over a certain period of time with some of these earlier systems. Right. Yeah. I think that uh, Nintendo might've shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the NES classic, because I think one of the things you don't want to do as that company is showcase how playing um, a emulator is just as good or better than playing the originals. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what they did with the NES Classic. They were like, look, you don't need to own the originals. You can just emulate stuff for free and it's just as good. Um, I don't I, 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 I'm <sighs> surprised that they ended up doing it, um, really. Well, they're doing, like they're just making more money off uh, dead products to them. It's what the recording industry has been doing for years. New format, you re-release and make all your money again. 
Yeah, but you're getting people used to playing an emulator, right? People can now emulate, like, look what happened. Even on the NES Classic itself, people have put 700 video games on it from, like, N64 now is on the uh, <laughs> NES mm -hmm. Classic. So, yep. like, they're, 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 they are shooting themselves in the foot because now people aren't going to buy those games when they put them on their store for the Switch or whatever it is, right? Whatever oh, comes right. next, their their online store, I mean, you can just download them illegally. What, what's the point in actually purchasing it for the Switch if you can play it on your NES Classic? Well, it's up to them to come up with another hook to make it more attractive mm -hmm. to get it from the Switch uh, virtual store. You know, adding multiplayer or uh, lost levels, something, you know? Yeah, but like how long is it before I'm going to be able to get an emulator where I can play Switch games? <laughs> Right? For sure. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why they've never really gone along the lines of being or reissuing some of the the more popular games in a physical copy. Do you think there's a market there for that at all? Or would they the cost for it just be too high now? Like compilation discs? No, like just say Nintendo goes and does a reissue rerun of like uh whatever little samson or something now because they hear of how popular it is imagine like nintendo just comes out with new little samsons that yeah, look like, identical to the original i would love that officially that licensed. amazing yeah officially licensed products <laughs> would people not go out and buy it it's still official though it's not, that, the it's not the first edition but i mean the market is so so small for something like that right I don't know. Like, if they did it, it would be in way less quantities than something like the NES Classic. It would be, like, less than one per store, right? I don't know if it'd even be worthwhile to develop something like that. I think there's always uh, the collector market there that gobbles up this stuff. You come out with a, <clears throat> a reissue card of Contra or something and gussy it up in some fancy metal case or something and add a... Add a a dude or something, a figure with it, and slap the Nintendo seal on it. I think it'll sell like hotcakes. Not that Nintendo would be able to gauge how well their stuff will sell, because clearly they're not uh, very competent at doing that. I think it's a little different saying that um, if they released Contra with a new character, as opposed to reissuing Little Samson Cart. Like, I think there's, mm -hmm. there's a, definitely a bigger market for Contra than there is. Yeah, no, I would go with the big titles for sure. Yeah. And that, I mean, Contra's not crazy expensive. It's like, what, 50 bucks or something for the cart? No, but just for the general population that have forgotten about these things, who aren't collecting it, they're at Walmart, they see that on the shelf, and they go, oh, geez, that would look cool back at home. And they pick it up. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you you got yourself a classic, right? I do, yeah. I have a classic. I didn't mod not, it or anything. No, I was going to ask you if you are going to bother modding it or not. No, I I'm, I like it the way it is. Personally. Hmm. Um, I also got the uh, Edge joystick. And I'm using it right now to prop up the microphone. So that's been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I got that. Uh, or else the microphone would be lower. <laughs> yeah, Miles was uh, day one with the NES Classic, waiting in line all That's night. The, the, yeah, right. That the the only day to get it was day one. <laughs> yes, it was. 
Did you get an extra controller with it too, or no? They only had one extra controller at the store on day one. Have you still been looking for extra controllers? Have they ever come? No, out? I got this sweet edge joystick, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I always and, see them in the store. No problem with those. Yeah, I got one. I got a real good deal for you. Don't worry about it. Only like <laughs> 1.5 times the market price. Ooh, nice. Good deal. Um, the 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 NES Classic is compatible with the Wii Classic controller, so you don't need a second controller if you have one of those. Mm, but that's but what. Way, uh, sorry, Joe just picked up one of those with his last uh, pickup video. His big Wii package came with a classic yeah. controller. Yeah, that's, I was looking that's, for. that's worth just as much as the Wii, I think. Yep. It's like yep. twenty bucks, right? The Wii's worth twenty bucks. Something no, like you can fl- you can flip a Wii for some good cash still. Joe, did you manage to? Uh, yeah, I flipped. I flipped the Wii that I picked up. Um, I sold it for seventy-five. Oh my god! Really? Man, I paid forty for it. Okay, <laughs> I just sold one actually today um, for fifty, and I bundled it with Smash Bros. Hmm. I think oh. the going going rate seems to be around sixty because I got a I had a bunch of offers for people offering sixty dollars firm. But uh, yeah, I mean, with everything that I included with it, I, I had to bump it up to 75. What did you include with it, if you don't mind me asking? A Nyko uh, uh, charger base, okay, two, yeah. two rechargeable batteries, uh, two controllers, and uh, two um, nunchucks. Nunchucks. But those all came with, yeah. with the Wii that I bought, right? So. Yeah, that's I, I didn't have the rechargeable batteries, but it had two Wiimotes, two nunchucks, uh, all the cables and whatever, and uh, Wii Play and FIFA and Smash Brothers. So I, maybe wow. I should be trying to get more for it. But like, I think I'm you could have got more. I, I'm I'm picking these up for way less. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that people like I pick it up with like a full set of like amazing Wii games, and for like forty bucks. Or sixty bucks, depending on. But like, those are the last two that I picked up. So I assume that the Wii's are like twenty bucks. And also, I don't like holding on to extra systems, so I kind of want to move them. You don't like to have uh, backups for your backup? Definitely not. I don't oh, have okay. the space. Like, you have a castle apparently that you live in. No, that's that's and just have, Bill spouting off nonsense. You have a, a wing of your house dedicated to extra backups to your backups. Is that true? I've got a bedroom just for my backups. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, a bedroom for your backups. So, how does the hunt? Uh, how does it go for you, Miles? Where is it a daily thing? You're on the hunt. Yeah. Is it uh, hitting the pavement? <laughs> I uh, I live like pretty much downtown Toronto, and there's a lot of people that I think like apartment people who don't have garage sales and right. Um, they have stuff that they really want to get rid of and space is an issue for myself as well. So that's part of the reason why I don't want to hold on to too many consoles. Um, which of the, which like borough do you live in? Like when you say downtown, is it the yeah. beaches or is it up college or like midtown midtown as in like young and Eglinton? Okay. <laughs> That's pretty specific. Um, but 
Yeah, and then I work like like right downtown, like heart of downtown. So I'm kind of like in that area at all times and I can meet people on my lunch um, on the subway line. So I've, I, I can pretty much get a few deals a week um, on Buns or Facebook or that's pretty much the only thing I use right now, Buns and Facebook. So you're always online searching out the deals. Yeah. And then, I, you know, that thing that CJR always says where it's like, if you're at a garage sale or something, you go up to them and you ask them if they have games or like, we don't really mention his name on this show, but no, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, are you aware of this person? CJR? Oh, we're aware of him. <laughs> uh, he, he has this technique that I kind of picked up on. And so I do that on buns or on Facebook or whatever. Uh, whenever I make a deal with somebody, I say, oh, if you have any additional games or anything else you're considering getting rid of, you know, and, and just be friendly. And the best deals are when they call you back or contact you again. This, That's uh, usually when you get like some really nice stuff. This buns. Is that like a, a hookup site or something? What? <laughs> yeah, it's like Tinder for deals. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of it. Seriously, though. <laughs> okay. Buns is like. It started off called Bums, B-U-M-Z, um, and it was for people who were like really hard up for cash. And <laughs> it sounds like I'm going somewhere else with this, but uh, they were like, "I'll trade you like a cigarette for a DVD or something, or like a hot meal for like a couple video games, things like that." Like it was like really like super barter, uh, like low low stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could only get in if you knew somebody and then they would send you an invite. Since then it's blown up and uh, there's a, pl- that you go to the website buns.com and you can sign in even with your Facebook or create an account and you just post stuff and then you say what you're in search of. So I'm like, I'm in search of video games and I post, you know, a bunch of other random stuff, comic books or whatever. And then people will contact you and say, hey, I've got TurboGrafx games. Do you, you sell the comics? And then you make a trade. The one rule for buns is no cash allowed. Hmm. So you can't buy things. But uh, if you offer cash to somebody in a private message, a lot of the time that's okay. <laughs> but you didn't hear it from me. You're not going to put this online or anything, right? <laughs> no, no, no one's going to hear this. Don't worry. <laughs> I have heard there is like a, a bit of a seedy underbelly to Bunzo or where there's uh, some sexy time being bartered about. Uh, you ever see any of that? No, I actually never seen any of that. Oh, come on now. No one's <laughs> hearing this. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you really want the good turbo graphics games, <laughs> no, I've never, I've never encountered it. Um, nothing. Some a good uh, disinfectant soap will take care of. <laughs> Have you got your, gotten yourself in any uh, sketchy situations at any of these pickups? Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> actually. I was, okay, so uh, uh, one guy, okay, one guy had wanted a bunch of, like, my crappy Xbox 360 games, and I was just going to, like, kind of upgrade, so, like, I was losing out in value, but, you know, if you trade, like, 10 $5 games for one $45 game, it's better to have the $45 game, right? Like, if you're not going to play any of the ten, the $5 games. Just because it's, like, consolidating 
for, for a better deal later. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so like, I was going to do that. I was consolidating into like um, a bunch of like decent Mario titles for the N64 and like uh, Ocarina of Time. And I went to his apartment. I was like, I'm downstairs. Usually what somebody says, go, says is, oh, okay, I'll come right down. But what this guy says is uh, apartment number, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, I don't want to go up to this guy's apartment. That's weird. Um, but whatever I go, I'm there anyway. I go up to the apartment. I knock on the door. He says from inside, come in. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I hate this scenario. I hate it so much. Um, but I walk in and uh, he's on his couch and uh, he's just in shorts. So he's like topless. And then there's this, there's this other random dude sitting right next to him on the couch and they're playing Marvel versus Capcom. Mm -hmm. And he's like, your games are on that table over there. Just leave my games on the table. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then he's like, hey, me and this guy are going to smoke some pot and play some Marvel versus Capcom. You want to stick around? And I was like, nah, no, I'm good. I got somewhere to be though. <laughs> And so I was ready to leave. And the other guy was like, yeah, I just came in for a trade either. The other guy really looked like he wanted to get out of there. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, I got to go. But honestly, that that was probably the sketchiest thing I encountered on Buns. And it's not even that bad. Sounds like you missed out on a good time to me. I don't know. Could yeah, the guy was kind of weird. Honestly, the guy was kind of weird. You could add a full night adventure, coming of age adventure right there. Could have kicked it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I could, uh, that could have also been the last time I ever used buns, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how that night went. <laughs> I was driving down, uh, down to work, coming down to Toronto and, uh, I was carpooling. So I wasn't driving. I was just thumbing through the, the let go app and I thought it was pulling from my area and a ad came up for uh, a Nintendo entertainment system uh, with about, I don't know, eight games. Uh, the system all had its hookups and all that. And one of the games was Darkwing Duck. Uh, another was Super Mario 3. Uh, there was a couple others, like Punch-Out. I can't really remember. Sounds and. Like yeah, it wasn't like just that Darkwing Duck. I was like, oh boy, I don't know. What's Darkwing and Duck at? I'm not familiar with the price of that one. Like 50 or 60? For us? Yeah, it's probably uh, 50 north of 60. Uh, probably for me at my video game store, it's probably at 90. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. And uh, I was really thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, this might be, might be worth. I don't really. I'm not into the hassle. I don't want the hassle of picking up all this extra stuff and have to move it all. The stuff I don't want because Kijiji's become a real pain in the neck for me. But I was him and Han. I thought, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And I looked at the map and it wasn't pulling from my home location. It was pulling from where the car was. And uh, as we were passing uh, Northern Toronto kind of area, and it was right smack dab at Jane and Finch. And uh, the buddy, my buddy in the car is like, oh, we could get there. No problem right now. I'm like, no, nah, let's just keep driving. It's okay. <laughs> Don't need no the problem. Nintendo tapes that bad, huh? No, 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 no. Let's, let's just get to work. I don't think there's time for that. Joe, what do you It was probably safe, though. It was probably safe. Oh, yeah, probably. Joe, what's your hunt been like uh, lately? 
What would you do today? Do you mean if I've been successful lately or did you go out today? Uh, no, today I actually, what the little one was, uh, he's got a bad cough. So we, we kept him home. And, uh, so I literally stayed home all day and just sort of slept with him and watched TV and that was it. Oh, geez. Any excuse. I have not left the house once today. Um, I was just trying to go through my head to see if I had any stories like that, but I'm pretty careful when I go out in terms of I'm really cautious of where I'm going to step into. So I try to stay like outside of apartment buildings or things like that. I'll go at any time of the night. Like I'll meet you at four in the morning if you want, but I'm not going into uh, apartments or anything like that. Yeah, no, you're usually pretty uh, public area kind of person. And, yeah. uh, and then when I'm selling stuff too, I, I never, right. I try to really avoid having people come to the house just in case there's ever uh, issues or not that I would sell something with an issue without notifying because them. Because then they could just come to your door and like and say, Hey man, this doesn't work. I want my money back. So, well, plus there's a series of fences and hedgerows and guard shacks to get through. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> Ah, I do oh. plan on going out uh, hunting tomorrow. So you kept kept the kid home because he had a little cough, eh? Little I guess, cough. Yeah, it was a bad cough. I just thought we'd give him a day home from uh, senior kindergarten and uh, and just let him recoup. I'm like, you're going to school. I don't care. You got to be throwing up or a fever. Yeah, but yeah. any of those that's two where, things, you can stay home. That's where you and I differ, man. I'm a real family man. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I focus on the kids a lot. Mm. Focus on take, kids a lot. They take top priority. I know. We all know. We all know this. Um, do you let them play video games when you say something in school? Actually, uh, I don't let them play any games or video games. I should say the only the only type of uh, electronic stuff we let them use is um, we let both of them go on the iPad, usually about a half hour before bedtime. And then that's it. Right on. Are are you looking forward to the day when you do get to play some? uh, Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I don't want to start them off too early so that they grow up like me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, of course I, I, what father doesn't want to play, you know, games with their kids as they get older and introduce them into hobbies that, that I'm into as well. Right. Like hopefully one day he'll, Anything that I collect, I'm obviously going to pass on to them and uh, hopefully they can appreciate it too. Do you think that you're going to turn him off of video games when you say, hey, check out this Koei game as your first game? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they're going to lose all interest immediately into video games? I'll probably hold off the Koei till they get a little (laughs) bit older. They're like, hey, can we try this like cartoony game? It's like, no, no Bunga's ambition. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You want to take over some fifes? Okay. <laughs> Let's grow some rice. <laughs> That's what <laughs> video games are. Hmm. Uh, I'm telling you, my oldest, uh, she's wanting me to play uh, Mario Kart on the Wii quite a bit, and she's just kicking my butt every time. Let's say it's really frustrating. Really frustrating. I really like that Mario Kart, the Mario Kart Wii. Um, I never played the GameCube when it was out. Like that was kind of when I wasn't playing video games. 
Um, but when I played Mario Kart on the Wii, it kind of blew my mind um, because I was just used to the Super Nintendo one. I didn't play the N64 or the GameCube. So uh, I was like, oh my God, Mario Kart got way better. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but I, I really like the... It's so stupid because generally I hate shaking the Wiimote, but mm. we, shaking the Wiimote from Mario Kart to get a boost while you're in the air is mm -hmm. so natural to me now that I shake <laughs> it when I'm playing Mario Kart 8 and I don't think that does anything. Or like <laughs> whenever I'm playing any racing kart game, I shake the, Wii, the, the remote while I'm in the air. Does nothing almost 100% of the time, but I can't stop doing it. No, she's uh, she always plays like on automatic, so she doesn't have to uh, learn to to slide or anything. So I'm I still consider her cheating. So I don't have to worry about too much if she's beating me. You I consider do. a lot of things cheating. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I was all. gonna say, Bill, is it a sad day when your kid can beat you at a video game? <clears throat> well, she spent some time at her grandparents with her cousin, and from what I understand, they played it like for two weeks straight, every day for like six hours a day. And so she came back home and I was never that keen on the Wii version. I think I play the 3DS version of Mario Kart more than anything or the DS version. I, I don't know, some, the nunchuck control, I, I don't know, it just seems too loosey-goosey for me or something. So when I get back to playing it on the Wii, it's uh, kind of like a new experience again doing it. And she, she, uh, she can beat me on it. Miles, oh, these are excuses I have to hear all the time from this guy. <laughs> I know, like, honestly, I think it's time you get good. Uh, what you need to do is probably take a couple weeks vacation from work and don't tell anyone. <laughs> Just, you know, bunker down and, you know, get good at Mario Kart Wii. Mm. Well, I had started, I have started playing with the, uh, the classic pro controller and that seems a little bit more, I like that a little bit better. Man, that controller's but sweet. I love that controller. You can't do that shake thing. You got to hit like up on the direction pad or something. It's something different. So you got to learn the nuances of that controller. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you seen any uh, good movies recently, Miles? Anything on the movie uh, you want to expunge about? Uh, yeah, I, I saw a good one. It's called Yakuza Zero. Uh, <laughs> it's like three hours of cutscenes. No. Um, you know, I don't think I've seen any movies lately. Oh, I saw Hidden, Hidden Figures. Did you guys see Hidden Figures? Oh, no, no. That's, that's, up, for an that's up for an Oscar, isn't it? That's the, yeah. uh, the space one, right? Or the NASA yeah, one? it's about yeah. these uh, ladies who... Um, they were all like geniuses. And they really didn't get the credit they deserved. And the work that they did um, to put uh, the first man into space... Um, and orbit the Earth. I think that was the big thing. And then eventually put him on the moon. Um, but the acting is great. It's well made. Um, yeah, it's cool. And actually, uh, you know Big Bang Theory? Sheldon Cooper, that guy? Whatever mm -hmm. his name, Jim Parsons. I, think that's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. Um, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's in this movie, and he plays a character that you can hate. So... Uh, Oh, that's good. Yeah, check it out if you uh, <laughs> you want to see that guy and curse at him. It's worthwhile. Uh, it, that's like the only movie I saw that was nominated for an Oscar this year. Usually I do like this big thing. I'm the guy at work who does the Oscar pool. Me too, uh, Miles. Me too. <laughs> 
but I didn't do it this year um, just because I've only seen Hidden Figures just now. I just it wasn't a big movie year for me. I get great scores on that Oscar pool, and I've seen I always it's my watch level is like fifteen percent of the movies nominated, but I can still pick it out because I've been watching the trends. I know it's <laughs> trending. I know what people are talking about. Yeah, I mean, you can also just go to like the Vegas odds websites and <laughs> if you want to game your oscar pool um mm. but yeah the, uh, one thing that i really enjoy about the season is that you, the tiff bell light box will show the oscar shorts for live action and animated and oh, i really yeah. like watching those um and i feel like they should be available like netflix or something should be able to pick those up because they're great and nobody gets a chance to see them yep totally you know this. this sorry, do you have more? Go oh ahead. yeah, sorry. I, I always feel like that's my edge in the Oscar pool is the short subjects. Oh yeah, because yeah. I actually get to watch them and nobody else's. Well, that's so, bonus points when you yeah. score that. Yeah. Foreign film. If you manage to nail that, that's bonus. Pure bonus. Get Foreign bonus. film is usually pretty, uh, pretty easy too to pick up. Um. Well, anyway, this harkens back to a. Uh, a Twitter conversation that happened earlier this week that I thought we could pick up on and steal and use for content for the show. Cause I thought it was kind of interesting. You and a bunch of other people were talking about movies. <clears throat> I think we were on overnight, so I didn't, didn't get involved at all. I was just reading through it. Do you remember it was started with vintage video game game geek was talking about uh, aliens and. Yeah. Alien. Yeah. I, I remember it only because like whenever anyone mentions blade runner, I have to step in. Because I hate that movie so much. <laughs> hate. But, oh, God. It's the worst. I, I don't know how you read uh, Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep and then go, ah, oh, Blade Runner. Like, how do you make that jump? It's like a completely different thing. And uh, it's so, it's, uh, I don't Are you going to bother watching the, the new one they're going to do? Who Who's doing that? It's uh, the guy who did Incendies, right? Yeah, I can't remember the director's name. Who's the uh, Who's the main guy going to be? Is it Is it Ron Gosling? Sorry, Catherine. Just she's right there. She's editing our podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> she told me it's Denny Villeneuve, uh, and I like him, um, but I I don't like Blade Runner. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Ryan Gosling's pretty good. Sorry, you were saying? No, I was going to say that. Just Ryan Gosling's the main guy. So yeah, yeah, it, it could be a good take on it. We'll see. Mm. Yeah. So, anyways, conversation started with the alien versus aliens thing. Uh, and where did you where did you sit in that in that pool? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, the first one. Sorry, I'm not like super up. Like, I'm not super into the alien series. But the first one is James Cameron, right? And then i don't know how I, I i forget sorry aliens is the one with bill paxton where he's like game over man game over right uh oh, the, the action all right yeah i think i like aliens more than i liked alien joe where are you going with this bill what are no, you i'm just about? following this conversation i just wonder what you which which of those movies you like better oh my god um uh, are you just going to end the podcast now? Yeah, I think I would. Is done. that what that's happening? <laughs> oh, uh, I prefer I the balance. I prefer aliens. I just I appreciate I like the the advanced weaponry that they used and just uh, just everything overall through it was more 
just more of what the alien movie was. Yeah, like Aliens is the action movie and Alien is the horror movie kind of, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like them both. They both have great merits. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the second movie, you, you kind of know what you're getting into. So you know what the big bad is. Whereas so the it's first one be less scary automatically, right? Well, because you yeah. already know you you've seen it all in the first one, so now now it's time for the people to fight back. Right. Mm. Well, the second one though, you didn't really know about the the mother alien, right? The queen. The queen. True. Yeah. So that was no. sort of the big surprise in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, then rocket sauce got in here um and he was going on about ridley scott movies are really long and have boring parts in them and uh then no. duke ret- yeah. duke at retro nonsense um where did gladiator came? gladiator came into this somewhere uh duke was duke defending gladiator yeah duke said gladiator was a good movie and rocket sauce was uh said it was terrible the whole thing i gotta i gotta side with rocket on this one i hated gladiator and i, I was always a, side with rocket on everything every time <laughs> I, I see like a conversation <laughs> with him and somebody else on on twitter i'm like yeah rocket's right don't say that don't say that jeepers <laughs> it's gonna go straight to his head holy mackerel <laughs> i mean i'm a huge epic movies fan like the more epic a movie more medieval more extras the largest sets i love it more and more like uh like ben-hur el cid or spartacus and when gladiator was announced and you know what was to come this massive epic in modern day filmmaking and uh, i hated it i thought it was terrible when it came out i thought it was overacted yeah how did uh, he win an oscar for that movie that's cool Oh my god! I mean, like he won for the insider, obviously, but like, I don't know to give it to him for Gladiator of all movies. Ugh. Yeah, all of the uh, the the CG and uh, the fake big armies. You know, there weren't big uh, shots of thousands of extras. It was all fake. I don't know. I, I thought it was terrible. And unfortunately, you know, me and Duke, we uh, line up pretty copacetically on all of our uh, TV and movie watching normally. So. That was interesting. And then, uh, so, so Duke throws uh, Top Gun. What's he saying? Oh, here? okay. So is this, uh, is this what you want to talk about? You, you guys trying to, like I'm, Top Gun? I'm trying to follow the thread of the conversation here. Uh, right. I think Duke starts making, starts making fun of Top Gun. Yeah, that mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> which I true. don't I don't love Top Gun but I feel like Top Gun's very self-aware and it gives you exactly what you would want out of Top Gun I also didn't see it when I was younger um it was a movie that uh I was because Catherine's really into movies as well and she asked like it came up and I was like no I never saw Top Gun and she was like well you gotta watch Top Gun I'm like do I do I really have to watch Top Gun <laughs> I feel like I know what Top Gun is but then when I watched it I was like I'm into this I like it I'm excited and I watched it all the way from beginning to end I oh, thought it was cool funny. it's like I um, mean you get caught up in in uh the adventure of it yeah yeah I mean it's not freaking shining or something but it's a, it's a fine movie. The movie I would like compare it to is have you ever seen The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock? No. 
No? no Blindside no. is like the perfect example of a movie that you don't care about at all. But when you watch it, you're like, well, everyone did their job properly. This <laughs> like there's there's nothing wrong with what's going on on screen. It's just that I don't like so what, right? Like this nah. movie was never for me. Um, but it's good. It's well paced. It's well written. The acting's fine. The directing's fine. It's a great story. Like, but it's just it's it is what it is, right? Well, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm horrified by a lot of what's in Top Gun. Just a lot of it is complete cheese and really horrifying things and uh this instructor that makes no sense why she's there a anyways it's got all this but if you could do a top gun just uh avionic scene that's i would pay money to see that all day long as an airplane lover some of their uh air-to-air -air cinematography is unmatched so really to this that. day yep i'm gonna say yeah because uh Nowadays, they simply won't bother to spend the money on hiring out real jets anymore. So, uh, you know, all air-to-air -air stuff nowadays is all CG stuff. Wouldn't you say? Am I missing something? No, I think that you're right. But I, I, I don't watch a lot of movies like Top Gun. I don't think there are a lot of movies like Top Gun. So it's hard for me to say, but, um, but yeah. Sounds good. I, like it, it. It just makes sense if you were to make a movie now, it, like Top Gun, you would just go straight to CG, right? Like it would just be way more yeah. cost effective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, Miles comes in with dropping the Kubrick card in this conversation. Now Kubrick wins against everyone. He's somebody else. Best. Well, like somebody else had made a. Oh yeah, I think Rocket actually said, like Kubrick. I don't. Um, I know he's a fantastic filmmaker but i don't love all of his movies and i was like all right you're gonna bring in kubrick versus ridley and tony scott okay well <laughs> like it's not even a question like like if you talk about kubrick you gotta talk about like kurosawa or someone like there's no equal to kubrick so i don't know that, that I, I that i was gonna say that's just me but it's not just me it's i think general consensus right I think uh, when it gets down to it, we when we talk about movies uh, before a certain time, uh, directors created their movies for audiences that were trapped in a theater and they had their attention for as long as they wanted them. So you could, you could slow the pace down. You could uh, tickle the audience's ass with a feather. I think that's the... <laughs> is that the and uh, you could completely manipulate the audience all you wanted. They didn't. They couldn't look at another screen and check a text message or anything like that. They were trapped in that uh, in the theater. So, uh, as directors, it must have been, you know, almost a high to know how you're manipulating and screwing around with the audience's uh, emotions and what they're going through sitting in that seat. And definitely, you can see Stanley Kubrick and Alfred Hitchcock, of course, just yeah. That's totally who I was thinking you were talking about. Great time with it. Yeah, you just don't yeah. see that anymore. Like, uh, you know, Hitchcock versus Michael Bay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hitchcock it's with... What uh, a world we're living in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hitchcock, his scene with, uh, you know, a guy sitting at a table with a, with a bomb under underneath it versus the Michael Bay scene of the same scene... Hitchcock would have all kinds of reaction shots. He'd have 
you know, a hand coming close to the bomb, but not setting it off and another eyes darting this way and all that. And the Michael Bay scene, the table would explode. <laughs> yeah. It, and the Michael Bay one would just look like a trailer the entire time. Though. The, <laughs> yeah. I went to this amazing thing at the light box with Guillermo del Toro and he was, he was there and he did um, lectures on Kubrick uh, every week. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was really amazing. He loves Kubrick. Or, sorry, not Kubrick. Uh, Hitchcock. He oh, loves yeah. Hitchcock. Um, I think we watched. Is Catherine? Is that a Hitchcock movie? It would be like probably his last one in England or first one in the U.S. Mm. Um, I think it's called Catherine. Could really? Be called, it's like a girl's name. Oh, Rebecca. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Catherine. Oh yeah, yeah. Rebecca. Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. Rebecca and uh, and it was uh, it was so great to like hear him do like a uh, a lecture about Rebecca and then watch Rebecca and then you pick up so many things that Hitchcock is doing with that movie um, and uh, cinematography man back then with the with black and white movies oh mm -hmm. so good yeah depth of field yeah. And I think that somebody brought up Tarantino as well in that conversation. And I would, I would say that Tarantino is doing a pretty good job in, as far as choosing correct cinematographers to work with, because yeah. a lot of his movies look very good. Like they look, they have a quality to them that is, you don't see in film currently. Um, yeah. Even hateful eight, you can say what you want about that movie, but that movie looks good. It really looks good. No, I like that movie. Yeah, I do too. And I sat myself down in the basement with the lights off and no distractions for that entire thing. And oh, I saw it in the was paid off for it with intermission and everything. Oh, oh wow, felt good. I mean, and the the screen the the frame was so wide, it's this devastatingly wide frame. It's just awesome. I love that. They had the right print. They had a special print for that we saw it at the varsity. Um, mm -hmm. I, I forget. I'm sure, you know, more than I do about, about certain prints or certain film that it was designed for. Um, but yeah, it was like a really wide and a wide, wide screen. <laughs> yeah. It was um, wide. <laughs> what? 70. Wasn't it 70 millimeters? Yeah. Maybe something like that. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as keen to these things as you are, sir. Oh, I think you are not as much as Joe. Let me tell you, he's been chopping at the bit to jump in on this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I just like hearing you guys talk about it. That's all. That's fine. Mm. Do I, do you guys mind if I ask what your favorite movies are? Like if you oh, had boy. one favorite movie of all time, what would you, you want? You want us to blow that at the back end of episode 121 of STC pod. Oof. Okay, well, I guess don't share then. Well, give me your like second favorite movie. How's that sound? Your no, I'm favorite. joking with you. Of course, you know I'd, I'll tell you. It's uh, I'd love to hear Joe's though. Quite frankly, is he here? I'm just thinking. I I, I don't know if I can give you an answer at this moment. Uh, is it Revenge of the Fallen or uh, Dark Side of uh, Dark? Bark on, of the dude. moon. What those is movies, those movies are horrible. Come on. 
Yeah. <sighs> All right, Bill, say yours. Okay, I'll go. And, uh, you know, this isn't in many people's uh, top 10 or 5, probably not in the top perfect. 50. Probably many people haven't even seen this movie, but <clears throat> I saw it years ago. I was blown away by it. It doesn't get bogged down with, uh, you know, a romance storyline isn't crowbarred into it. And like I said before, I'm, I've just always been in love with epic films, super wide films with huge scopes, extras, uh, faraway sets, exotic scenes. So anyways, I'm a huge fan of the director, David Lean. And uh, as it were, my favorite film is Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, interesting choice. I've never seen it, but I know of it, obviously. I try to sit down and watch it at least once a year. And uh, I always see something new every year, like something I didn't spot in a frame before. And uh, it's it's just, I love it. It's amazing. Peter O'Toole's uh, and Omar Sharif, the, the, their acting is sublime. <laughs> it's just great. And David Lean films, he's probably got probably three of his films are in my top 10 list. If I had to list them out. I've heard you mention Lawrence of Arabia before on this podcast. So really I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Peter O'Toole is so dreamy too. Yeah, it's just a gorgeous man. <laughs> Joe is shaking his head. It's fun to actually see you guys at the podcast. This, Bill, this is Bill a drive. You know what? You should you should make a Patreon where people can actually watch you do the podcast. I think that you'd make big, big money on that. <laughs> oh yeah, big money. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate Lawrence of Arabia because I have seen it and it is a good movie. But just sometimes the way Bill goes on about things just makes me want to bash my head into the wall. Well, we've talked about transitions before, and there's probably no more Ooh. of a famous transition than the one than the one in uh, Lawrence of Arabia, where he snuffs out uh, a match flame, and it transitions into a sunrise with the score building. It, it's that yeah, good. it gives. I gotta, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it now. It's your favorite movie. Come on over. Come on over. <laughs> All right, Joe. I couldn't give you an answer. I like I like too many movies to 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 make one or even do like a top five list. Uh, we can wait. We can wait. <laughs> Tell you what, I, I'll think of it and I'll PM you. Why don't you just tweet it out to the world? <laughs> All right, that's fine. I'll do that too. Sweet. Just so Kevin can uh, get his two cents in, right? Stir the pot. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's your favorite, Joe. though, right? Like. Nobody else can tell you it's not your favorite. Like the, the you get a free pass on whatever your favorite movie is. Like if you did a list of a hundred, people could start critiquing your list. But I say like if it, your favorite movie could be your favorite movie because you saw it in a theater at some time in your life where it was important to you. Your favorite movie could be Scream Two, and like people can't get mad at you because you're like, you know what? It means something to me that doesn't mean to you. That's the way it is. I mean, Lawrence well, of Arabia is quite a special movie for a lot of people, I'm sure. But I, I know I can definitely give you an answer in terms of probably the movie that I've seen the most. And for some reason, whenever it's on TV, not recently, but um, I would always have to watch it. 
and I have a copy of it. So sometimes I'll throw it in, but I've seen probably about 10 times uh, the movie, The Abyss. Okay. And for some reason, I, I can't stop watching it. Not that it's That's a great cool. movie. I wouldn't put it in my top top five, but um, I'd it's, put it's it up definitely there. My, it's, it's my most watched. I don't think it's your most watched. Your most watched is uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But every you, time it's on, Joe has to watch it. And I'll watch it with him. It's, it's funnier every time. At work? At work, you guys are watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that or I love you, man. We've watched that together countless times. Oh man, do you guys do you guys see that movie Role Models? No. No, that's like it, it sounds like I love you, man, for getting Sarah Marshall role models should all be together. But well that that's um, with uh, McLovin, wasn't it? Yeah, and Paul Rudd. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So no yeah, I love you, man, so. but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Miles, are you doing a, a table at the upcoming Barry show? Absolutely, I'm doing a table at the upcoming Barry show, and we're going to have some amazing games, let me tell you. We have Evo on the Super Nintendo. We're going to have Rocking Cats with the box. We got some nice <laughs> ones. Is there, uh, have, you, have you thought of, of a prevention or some kind of way to eliminate... Uh, what happened at your table last time when Kevin showed up? Uh, yeah, there's going to be a no Joe policy this time. That should maybe fix. Th- the there should be a no <laughs> Kevin bullshit policy where if someone puts an item down on a table, it's sort of up for grabs. Then, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what? I actually have another copy of that exact game for Kevin. <laughs> uh, he, he he's got it since. But really? Yeah. He told me he still needed it. All right. Well, I think he bought it. I remember him saying that. He'll buy it off you anyway. No. Nah. <laughs> that does it. it does beg the question that Kevin left in our uh, forums over at the Cartridge Club. Has Joe played that title yet that he fought so hard over? The title is uh, Super Mario Land, Land 2. 2. Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> you got to get a backup first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, imagine you took it out of his hand again at this show. <laughs> you got to have security cam set up around your booth, Miles, for sure. I tell you, that Kevin just loves to stir the pot. And uh, would lovely Catherine be joining you in the booth as well? Absolutely. I think she enjoyed selling games more than she actually enjoys going to it as a as a, like a buyer. So she loved having like, cause i made a list of all the games at the table and I had a price and then another price, which is what I would take for it. So she got that list and then she could check off the ones that we sold and she loved it. She had a great time. So she's going to do that again. And then that way I can go look for those turbo graphics games. I was about to ask you, what are you looking for? I don't have like, a list anymore like i pretty much got everything on my list so not really looking for too much um yeah the latest thing that i wanted was haunting ground and rule of rose and i picked those up mm. what'd you and get the, did you get the rule of rose at a good price i got them both will found a deal for me it was both of them it's not a great price but uh th- i think it was it came to like 325 for both of them 
Wow. So it was it wasn't bad considering Rule of Roses like three by itself and Hunting yeah. Grounds like one fifty. So I'd love to get that Rule of Rose. Yeah, I, I I haven't played it. I need a backup first, and then I can get started on it. But uh, <laughs> crazy. Is Catherine there? Does she want to pop in and say hi before we go? Or uh, she's not. No, she finished editing the podcast and then she went. <sighs> does she? Does she listen hey, to Catherine, our show? Do you want to say hi? Does she listen to our show first of all? That's what we should figure that she out. She has. First. Okay, I guess she can say hi then. <laughs> okay, one second. I'm gonna go get her. You guys talk about the transformers that uh, Bill should have bought you, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that the deal was that sorry to stick around, but uh, I thought the deal was that you were supposed to buy him everything you saw that he might want. I was. Yeah, if it's in, if it's in Joe condition. Well, we know that the, I saw those prices, Bill. Now that you poked, mentioned them out to me, did did it zoom out? Yeah. They're outrageous. Or zoom in. I mean, they they told me that they just bought uh, three major collections within the last week of Transformer stuff. And that's why they had so much. You can only imagine what they paid for it. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, it's all there if you want to come and drive up and get it. What do you think? It's a lot of Got loose it? stuff, though. Just think of all the content that would give you on the trannies and beer podcast. The number one tra trending uh, Transformers podcast on the internet right now. Uh, there's too much loose stuff for my uh, liking. Well, you see all the stuff in the back. There's box stuff in the back. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's so, finicky. He's so finicky. That's why the gravy train's over for Joe. I don't buy anything for Joe anymore. Try not Dude. to. The gravy train's not over, and you've already broken that rule. You have bought for me. Yes, I did. And I did my heart is too big. And I did pay you for it. So now we're back at even. <laughs> no, no cash has ever yeah. changed our hands yet. Because it's all... yeah, yeah, because you it's... eat it. <laughs> well, that's not cool. You make me Stop. buy you food, and then obviously your funds deplete out of what I owe you. Well, that's Stop not eating. cool. Let's uh, let's just stop this whole this whole rigmarole because it's not not cool. I need money. I think uh, I think we got the team together. Team flock talk. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey Catherine. Nice going? to see you. Oh, nice to see you too. It's a little bit quiet, but okay. What were you doing? You were editing uh, some flock talk while Miles was starring on the STC pod. <laughs> Yeah, I I do all the editing for for the audio stuff, but I wasn't done. I just was taking a break because <laughs> it takes a long time. She's got to go. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just like more of a perfect. Like I'm I'm just nitpicky. So oh, I, same with us when we edit. Let me tell you, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> Catherine, you and I are in the same boat. Bill makes me do all the work for our show. <laughs> I, I burn out sometimes on the video editing. So like I started editing like Miles does. So I think earlier he was talking about just like smash cutting everything. And um, I would try to be a little bit more thoughtful about things. And now I, now I don't care. I just, 
do it, do it. It's not that you make it sound like I didn't. I don't care. (laughs) No, it's just like we have different styles. I don't know if you can tell. Miles and I both went. We both studied film, so we're not filmmakers in any sense. But we have. We're we're pickier, I think, than maybe. I I I don't know. That's awesome. I'm pretty well, picky, I think. You get in the edit chair, the, the edit chair, and you can go down a rabbit hole of just trying to make things better and better. And, you know. And what, and, but also, we have very limited skills. So, we can, I mean, there's a threshold to how good we can make our stuff. So, I'm like, I can be really picky, but I might not even be able to achieve what I want with it. So, then I, I've learned to just give up on it <laughs> and just well, make it good enough. If you're even editing, you're already 50% above better than what anyone else does out there. <laughs> I don't, Do yeah, we, is there any spoilers for the next uh, flock talk it's Give coming out soon next week that's not a spoiler well, if I get I it done, yeah nope. <laughs> um are there spoilers i mean you could say the topic yeah it's um what we do <laughs> miles just says sports but it's actually yeah. we're, we try to talk about sports games but it it um it's always such a loose topic to right like the main topic isn't much of a main topic because any of the other things we talk about can sort of hijack the whole show almost oh, yeah. not not really oh. like it's 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 unbalanced like the main topic isn't like 80 percent of the episode it's like maybe 40 percent of the episode right and miles gave us his opinion about how the show is going how do you how do you feel about it do you like it like the direction it's going or yeah you know when when we when we recorded the first episode, when we were finished, I was just like, well, that was a lot easier than I thought it would be just because, you know, we're all like, I've been with Miles for 10 years and I've met Chris very early on in those 10 years. And so um, it was just like, oh, this just feels like what we would talk about. I mean, it's a little bit more showy, like you turn yourself on for, but the conversations themselves, it's just stuff we would just sit around and talk about. It's just more structured and we're like, oh, it's very comfortable. So with, I think maybe that's what people were reacting like positively to just the fact that we just sound like it sounds natural, kind of like a, a natural conversation. So I kind of like that because it feels like less pressure, right? When we, it's time to record and we can just start talking about whatever. So I'm sure you have that same rapport. So I'm no, guessing. We just fight with each other. <laughs> Yeah, people like that too, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like that idea, the sports for for next month. That'll be good. Uh, You know, the Cartridge Club is going to have a sports title coming up, but they chose uh, Tony Hawk instead. So, (laughs) anyways. uh, It's an experience. Weren't you part of of that council? Look at, uh, I don't want to get into anything, any controversy here, controversy. So, uh, (laughs) I just said my piece. I their games. I thought it was just the brothers. They no, go no, no. to whoever is the most handsome on camera and uh, oh, take his idea. I'm sorry, Miles. Okay, but you guys are going to tell me it turned out I won uh, for the contest for this month on Flock Talk, right? You'll have to listen to find out. <laughs> nice, Catherine. I was going to spoil it. But... <laughs> what a pro. What a pro. Yeah, and that all that all was a big surprise, these monthly prizes. But um yeah, Miles likes giving away stuff. He, he likes <laughs> doing that on his magic stuff. channel as as well. So 
it's just a, it's a fun way to interact and it gets the people listening so <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get joe to give away some of his stuff some of his motion <laughs> monster cartridges and stuff your stuff might actually have value our, our stuff not so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah give away uh one of your bootleg transformers every episode or something mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> well Sadly enough, I think it's uh, it has come to the end of this hour. Are we got we probably gone over the hour, right? Yeah, yeah, by about twenty minutes. That's all right. Oh, sorry. That's what happens when you talk to Miles. <laughs> um, you know, we uh, as usual with SDC Pod completely forgot to do our intro. Uh, so, Joe, do you want to uh, let people know where they can find us now? No, you guys can just check the link at the bottom of the show. Uh, that's too much work for you, right? Yeah. To read that to read that little script. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, let's I talk did. about where they can find Miles at. Okay, exactly. Where are the flock of nerds and how do people find them? Oh, us? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's us. You can go to youtube.com slash flock of nerds. Uh, just check out our channel. We also post our podcasts audio only there. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at flock of nerds, all one word. Um, and Instagram, which we've never oh, we posted anything. We use it, but we also have like... <laughs> Facebook, but our podcast is on iTunes and SoundCloud. On whatever podcast app you use should be able to find us. Just flock of nerds or uh, no spaces, podcast. just flock of nerds, all one word. Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure how they find it, but flock talk, they can find us. Cool, talk. excellent. Um, I also wanted to uh, have a take a quick moment and uh, ask everyone to uh, please, please, please go check out our friends over at RF generation. Uh, a lot of us use their app uh, as a database for our collections. And this is the month, uh, the month of February where they do a donation drive to help pay for all of their, their gear to keep it all going. So I think this will go up in time before the month runs out. So please go on over to RF generation and, Give them some kind of donation or something, help them out. Uh, you know, if you use their app or if you're looking for something really handy to uh, log all of your collection, look uh, look for them. I don't use it because it doesn't work on my iPhone. <laughs> it works great on Android. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there's a ton of prizes too that uh, if you donate, you could be up for. Yeah. Is it the flock of nerds model of giving away prizes? So check them out and you can check us out uh, everywhere under STC pod or start to continue over at YouTube. We have a couple new videos out over there and uh, I want to thank flock of nerds gang for coming out today and making this an epic episode. Thank you, miles and Catherine. Hope you had a good time. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Um, would you guys do us the honor of signing us off using uh, the old STC sign off? Absolutely. This is this is quite an honor. This is this is huge for me. This is gonna make my entire year. Post it and post it.